Hello, everybody. This is Mel LaFera, and I welcome you to my Lunar Eclipse in Cancer Astrocast. Now, the Lunar Eclipse is going to happen at 20 degrees of Cancer on Friday, January 10th, around 11.21 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, Now, I'm calling this uh, eclipse, or at least I'm deeming it, Riding the Wave. Now, I will mention that uh, you might want to head over to my astro blog at energeticprinciples.com for I do have a chart of the full moon there along with the tarot references so that you can get a visual for some of the things that I'm talking about. But one of the reasons why I call it riding the wave is because we have a full moon in Cancer. And, you know, that is part, this is cardinal water at play. And I think that part of the challenge with this lunar eclipse Uh, which we know is a full moon, will be the emotionality component uh, to the lunation. And that could very much, you know, challenge us with our ability uh, to learn to ride the wave or to use our skills appropriately so that we can do so. Because, you know, we, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but there are a lot of situations in our own lives and in the world where we may feel as if we have no control over the matter. And that's when the wave rises up. Because when you feel uh, that you have no control over something, especially if you're more uh, predispositioned to want control over your life, it can feel very um, overwhelming um, and to where we are at uh, the will of the the sea, I guess. But if we learn how to ride the wave and, you know, perfect our balance on our board, you know, that's how we're going to get in uh, more control over our lives, even if certain areas of that, um, you know, where we are headed might not be up for our own, you know, (laughs) it's just not in our control. And so learning where we have control and where we don't have control and learning to ride the wave emotionally to make use of that, I think is going to be key for this solar, uh, excuse me, lunar eclipse. Now, do note, we actually had a solar eclipse back at this degree on July 12th of 2018, and that was really the first eclipse to kick off the whole Cancer Capricorn nodal shift that was taking place. Um, So you may want to look back to that time period of July 12th, 2018, and really the six months following, or, you know, any time since then, because there might be a part of this eclipse that is really wrapping up this uh, like year and a half time period. Now, just to note, this eclipse, when we have eclipses, where we can see the eclipse uh, and that visibility point actually points to where the eclipse may be more prominent uh, in that area of the world. And this particular eclipse is going to be visible from Africa all the way over to about China. Uh, and we know that, you know, uh, especially the Middle East uh, and India too, There's this is a hotbed, um, especially in the Middle East here, um, what's going on in the U.S., which I'm sure many people are aware of. Um, but that is kind of the highlight eclipse point that is being, uh, you know, the shadow that is being cast can be visible from that region. Now, another thing that I will say before we get into the planetary uh, connections that are taking place there and the Sabian symbol, and of course the tarot, um, 
you know, do keep in mind that the nature of lunar eclipses is typically to close down uh, or to celebrate or, a, you know, a little bit of both. And so the solar eclipse that happened on Christmas or the day after, depending on where you are in the world, you know, that was opening a new portal. Uh, while this lunar eclipse is tending to call us in to maybe leave or shut the portal door so that we can, you know, um, um, entertain new areas of life. So where we were opening up and we, you know, entered a new portal uh, around Christmas, this door is a little bit different as it is seeking to close down and kind of pivot and change energies. Now, when looking at the chart, you will notice right away that many planets are in Capricorn and under the spell of Saturn. Uh, and I mean, so much. <laughs> you name it, it is there. We have, of course, Saturn, uh, who is on its way to meet Pluto the fall in two days' time on January 12th, right after that eclipse. Uh, we also have the Sun and Mercury, uh, which are in their Kazemi uh, superior conjunction, right in that cluster. And we even have Ceres that is there as well, uh, which I will say that this week, uh, the podcast has me talking with Rachel Lang on Ceres uh, about her myth and her involvement in this Saturn-Pluto um, cluster. Now, we also have Jupiter in the South Node. Uh, Jupiter conjunct the South Node during this uh, eclipse as well. So, you know, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, I mean, seven, including the node, if you count that. But that is a lot of Capricorn. And in turn, that is a lot of Saturn. So part of this, you know, because because then we obviously we have the moon in Cancer, which is imposing all this. But before I get to that moon component, let's just talk about some of that Saturn and that Capricorn that's going on. And the first thing that comes to mind to me is talk about maturity. There is, uh, you know, the sun is trying to stimulate our uh, maturity levels in some way. Because Cancer on the other side and part of the what's lit up for this full moon, you know, we might be pulling back into more insecure uh, places. Or, or emotional standpoints or childlike natures or, you know, because Saturn and Capricorn is all about taking that responsibility, the maturity to do so, um, where Cancer and, you know, the fluctuations of the moon might have a harder time uh, with uh, kind of buckling down or feeling secure enough to do so. So there is something about maturity levels that are being tapped into for this uh, full moon. Um, now, of, of course, it's in our own life, but also the world, you know. What maturity level is the world rising to? And we can see uh, that the world is crumbling in a lot of places, which is part of what we have to get through at this point in time so that we can make grandiose uh, changes down the line. But I think part of those, that reconfiguration that is taking a place Place, especially as Saturn goes to meet Pluto and many of the world's structures, uh, including the ones in our own life, are disintegrating to create something new, there is, we're going to need uh, that responsibility component. We're going to need that maturity component in order to, uh, you know, steer the ship in the right direction or to ride that wave as, you know, efficiently uh, and um, uh Expertly, I guess we could say, uh, you know, masterfully. That's the word I was looking for. So we are looking to ride this wave masterfully. And Saturn is really the guy to help us do that. 
Now, keep in mind, Saturn is in its own sign. It's it's the highest of dignities at this point, and it's in its own terms, too. So really, whatever order is on Saturn's task sheet will become law in the framework for, you know, what is really beginning at this stage of building, because we are coming off that solar eclipse. Uh, so there is an agenda, a Capricorn agenda, that is moving forward, yet we are faced with this uh, cancer side of things. So, you know, part of what we are building or part of that Saturn component may start to cut off certain supplies or constricting certain areas of our life, you know, where we feel like certain walls are closing in um, so that we, you know, can really move into this narrow stream that's trying to get us to the new plan or the new structure that's taking place. So that can feel confining. It can feel like you're in a pressure cooker of sorts. Um, but you're, you know, just avenues are being roped off so that we can, uh, you know, hone in on these long-term considerations and what is, uh, you know, really important in the, um, you know, the grand scheme of things where the moon might be changeable in this moment, you know, Saturn's like, okay, this, there's a big, there's, uh, I want to say a bigger picture. I know that's Jupiter's, um, territory, but, uh, there is a bigger picture at play, and part of that bigger picture, uh, in order to get there, it has to be narrowed down in some way. So when you look at the tarot correspondences for uh, all this, uh, you know, Capricorn action, especially Sun, Mercury, Saturn, Ceres, and Pluto— um, we're looking at the Four of Pentacles. We're looking at the Devil, and we're looking at the Sun. And so, right away, you know, the Four of Pentacles to me is a point of power and how we use our power and our resources effectively uh, to either create a solid foundation that we can build off of, or realizing a foundation um, is needing to be moved on from because it's too small. You know, we can we can build we can go on to uh, develop ourselves. Um, past the, the current, um, you know, place that we stand right now. So that's the thing, because, you know, we don't want to hold on to things thinking that, you know, oh, we'll only have this. If I hold on to this, I won't open up to anything else in the future. But the real, you know, we sometimes we have to let go uh, and repurpose our power in order to bring more into our lives. And more isn't just always stuff. Uh, that could be experience. That could be uh, upping your game of, uh, you know, your discipline and in, in mastering life uh, in the material and, you know, mundane realm that Capricorn is. So there is that point of power and uh, knowing where to put a framework around it, but also knowing when you're holding on to things um, and maybe that aren't no longer working for you. And we got to kind of let that go to invite things in new because the devil on one side, you know, we're being aware of where we may be in chains and it's time to help free ourselves, get out of the fear, uh, you know, just get out of the addiction, get out of the compulsion of something uh, because that devil is looking at the sun as well. And the sun is like, Hey, you know, become aware of this. Become aware of your use of power. Become aware of where you might need to let go so that you can invite in more. Become aware of maybe where you've chained yourself out of a fear or um, a burden or duty that, you know, that you're entrenched in uh, that needs to change. So some of that is, is the Saturn component and the Capricorn component for this lunar eclipse. 
Now, of course, on to our eclipse ruler, uh, that being the moon in Cancer. Now, we know the moon in Cancer, she's sitting in her own dignity, because uh, really the two most, you know, elevated planets in this scenario right now are Saturn and the moon. And so I find it interesting that they are, you know, at, uh, they're squaring off right now. Uh, but Saturn, of course, has way more on its side and more planets pushing forward its agenda, where the moon is kind of, she's on her own. She's, she knows what she's doing. She's feeling into, you know, her impulses are correct. Um, but she has to work with Saturn uh, to some extent because, you know, most of the planets in the skies are under Saturn's orders. So she, you know, she might get a little bit super emotional at this time. So especially because we have a, right now we're in a Gemini moon that's leading up to the Cancer energy. And so a lot of us are asking questions. We don't know where things are heading. We feel anxiety um, and we are waiting to be clued in. And that might be part of the emotional component that we have to get through because we just don't know how things are going to turn out or we're waiting for, you know, the other shoe to drop with something. And so, and that's really part of this too, because the sun and Mercury in that Kazemi conjunction. And so there are, you know, there is news coming in. There are, part of this eclipse is, you know, bringing forth uh, correspondence about, you know, the agenda at play. So I think a lot of things will come to light during this lunar eclipse. Um, And Mercury and the sun and the moon will be in part of this. So she might get super emotional because Cancer has all the feels, right? But Cancer also is a place and a point of spirit and connecting with the soul. So I think part of this might be that we are tapping more into our spirit and our soul connection in order to partner with Saturn's agenda, you know, Uh, because if we listen to our intuition and trust what's coming in at this time, then we can kind of pull up and get a more of a bird's eye view of the, you know, the the beginnings and the endings that are now taking place in our lives. And so if we are able to do that and partner with Saturn's agenda and have the soul, uh, you know, enriched by that, then all the much better for this lunar eclipse period. Because the tarot correspondences for the moon and Cancer, you know, we're looking at the four of cups. We're looking at the chariot and we're looking at the priestess. Now, the four of cups is uh, another point where... A lot of times this comes up to where we have luxuries in life and um, they are running their course, you know. Things are sweet for however long that they still nurture us. And then when they no longer nurture us and they we become, you know, complacent to them, we might become more uh, despondent or uh, feel like we're, you know, just more blasé about things. And so part of the emotional energy that is at play is because things are coming to a completion there. Um, and what was maybe sweet before is starting to turn or be a little sour or just doesn't work for us any longer. And so we need to listen to these, uh, you know, what, what the spirit and the soul is telling us because it's if it doesn't work and, you know, it's not gratifying, then something needs to change in that area. Or also remembering how good we have it in certain places too because it's easy to go to the dark side with Saturn and forget, you know, just how good we have it or, you know, to get out a certain apathy about things. Now, with the chariot and the, chariot and the priestess, you know, priestess, like I said, that's that intuition. That's that little voice in your head that is, you know, 
know, helping direct you, uh, even though we don't have the answers uh, right now, there, there's just, there's visions coming forth that are, that we need to be receptive to. And the chariot component of it is the riding of the wave that I'm talking about, you know, having the perseverance and the determination to be able to um, control two conflicting horses that are might be trying to go their own directions, but we have to get them together so that we end up where we want to be. So, you know, that's part of the, the moon's uh, position in here. So, you know, all that Capricorn, all that Cancer, we basically need to work with our power in different ways so that we can ride the wave effectively, listen to our intuition and the soul's calling, uh, and, you know, release certain chains so that, you know, now that we have this new awareness coming down. So, you know, the cancer, like I said before, is going to be that emotion, um, that spirit, that soul. But it can bring up, you know, considerations with the family. I know a lot of people might be moving right now or preparing to do that. Or a lot of people I know uh, are, are bringing new life in the world. Or, you know, Luna wants to nurture life. That's cancer's domain. But I've also seen a handful of people leaving the earth as well, uh, and which is very common for eclipses. It's kind of like a portal energy where people come and people go. Um, so there is that family, there, that birth, um, that death, uh, a home considerations, you know, that fits into the family too, and maybe moving home. Um, but also home in the sense of country and homeland, because, uh, and this is probably going to be very heated in the news at this time, but, you know, cancer kind of is the patriot. And we are, as a country here in the U.S., we are a cancer nation. So the country and homeland is probably going to be elevated that much more. And of course, the structures and the politics behind that. But I don't have time for that in this astrocast, but just FYI. What's also interesting, too, is the particular Saros cycle for this uh, full moon lunation Um in Bernadette Brady's book, Predictive Astrology, she writes uh, for Saros Cycle 3 North that new, news involving young people or news that transforms a situation may cause worry or bring obsession, can stimulate the undertaking of large plans that can be positive if one doesn't get carried away. And I thought this was fascinating with the Mercury and the Sun in that Kazemi conjunction, especially uh, with news involving young people or news that transforms the situation. And so I think that a lot of us uh, are getting news this week, and maybe especially on Friday, that is going to pivot the course in some way. So just keep uh, an eye out for that. But as she said, with the worry and the obsession, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's get out of that cancer part and, and just be able to. Um, you know, work with the messages that come in and have that emotional maturity and that discipline and that determination to get through whatever is before us. Because, you know, Jupiter, Jupiter's configured to the south node right now, um, and that's adding a fall component to this eclipse because Jupiter in that position uh, in can Capricorn is in its fall. And so there is a redirection of growth taking place, which requires change and adjustment. Uh, yet, luckily, Jupiter is answering to Saturn, uh, and Jupiter is also in its own terms. So it has its own agenda, and it's working with Saturn. So I think that there is some flexibility there. Yet, overall, we may be confronted with a karmic agenda for growth um, and new life in our in our world and, and new world structures. You know, it kind of takes a 
we're at a certain place in time that is karmic of nature. Um, and part of that growth, uh, like I said before, is kind of that release or that space colonic so that we can, or in that narrowing of the path so that then we can sprout forward with new direction that is more uh, disciplined and refined in that Saturn lens. Now, of course, if that wasn't enough going on, one of the main components also for this lunation is the fact that Uranus, you know, the great awakener, the god of the skies, is uh, basically stationing to go direct on the lunar eclipse date. Now, this is important for a couple reasons. Uh, A, you know, this is going to make that all planets are going to be direct at this point. So agendas are really going to move forward um, once, you know, Uranus turns direct and all the planets in the sky for, you know, a short period of time, I think until about mid-February, are going to be in direct motion. So things really are moving. Now, of course, Uranus stationing on that day and really the days uh, uh, surrounding it for, uh, you know, I mean, four or five days on either side, give or take, uh, you know, this is going to bring a lot of unexpected developments, you know, to the forefront because that's essentially what Uranus does. It's like, surprise. <laughs> um, so there's going to be surprises. There's going to be uh, awakenings, you know, where you are just uh, aha moments where you're like, oh, okay, you know, I get it. This, I want to free my life up in this area. I need to liberate this energy. Because that's the thing with Uranus too, is it, it wants to shake off old debris so it can free up its resources um, for whatever's gotten stale. And Uranus has been retrograde since August 11th. So, you know, this is a, this has, it's been uh, internalizing where we want to make those changes and shake up our lives for some time now. And now Uranus is here. So we do add that wild card component to our riding of the wave. And so, you know, we're riding, we think we're good. We've got it all balanced. And then this like, you know, fish hits us in the face <laughs> or, you know, some sea salt gets in our eyes. You know, that's part of that Uranus. And we're just going to have to work with um, whatever comes up in, uh, in a flexible way. And that can be hard sometimes, especially with Cancer and Capricorn both, because there is that control element. Um, and it can be hard to uh, adapt when we need to. So, so there is that wild card at play. Um, there's correspondence at play. There's the need for maturity at play and spirit is definitely speaking. Um, now let's talk about that Sabian symbol before we wrap things up here, because I think that's an, uh, an added, uh, you know, something, something to add to this whole thing. So now our lunation itself is at 20 degrees of cancer with like, like, you know, like 14 seconds of arc. So with Sabian symbols, you round up. So even though it's perfect 20 degrees, if you look at the chart, uh, I rounded up because we went over 20 degrees. So we're looking at 21 Cancer, which is a prima donna singing with the keyword of excellence and the theme of encouragement to perfection. Now, like I said before, keep in mind, this uh, same symbol was triggered back in 2018 on, uh, what, what did I say, July 12th of 2018. So we might find that we're back at the space again. And so here we have a prima donna singing. And, you know, a prima donna singing, she's got talent, right? She's, uh, she's got flair. She's got drama. Uh, she's got 
discipline, right? Because she's only prima donna because she has the excellence uh, and the self-discipline and the self-directed development to get her to this place. So there is something to be said about this degree, about making, you know, uh, significant or long-lasting contributions to the to our lives and the world uh, through our own personal skills and talents. And that's kind of the thing I was seeing with Jupiter conjunct the South Node as well, is that if there has been a talent that you haven't been nurturing or haven't been spending as much time on or would like to develop further, now would be a great time to start to put that into your time management and your priorities, right? Because that's another thing with Saturn is it's like, we don't have that much time. Time is fleeting, and especially the older you get. So time management and priorities um, are very important. So if there is something you want to nurture, a talent or a skill uh, that you, you know, this, you have to, uh, you have to do that for yourself, basically, and make space for it. Now, another part of this is that uh, she... Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Alicia Youssef, she, um, uh, part of the water trio, she joined me on the podcast for the Scorpio season. Uh, she did a, lo- a lovely video a couple days ago. She's over in Australia and she's dealing with all those bushfires and watching her country in this state of, um, you know, uh, disarray. It is very, it's challenge. It's, I have no words for that situation right now. But she brought up, especially with Mars and Sagittarius right now, about the courage of convictions and what we can do. Um, Because if we have to reclaim our power, uh, you know, that four of pentacles I was talking about earlier, four discs, you know, if we reclaim that power in our use of our self-discipline, we can really make changes in the world. Um, and But that takes everyone and their own responsibility. And I know I've preached this before on the podcast before, but I'm going to say it again, especially since Alicia brought it up as well. Um, so, you know, reclaim that power, reclaim your own self-discipline and mastery so that you can make changes in the world. Because if we're all doing that, you know, before you know it, this world will look like a different landscape, but it takes each and every individual and where they put their time, their energy, their effort um, in to make this world a better place, you know? Uh, And remember that power is money. So where you shop, where you, uh, you know, it's very much um, dictating who is in charge in this world. So so keep that in mind because you have more power than you think you do. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, I'm just going to give a reminder that uh, there will be no guest segment next week, um, but the, you can stay up to date with me on Patreon as I do have all my weekly forecasts will be on Patreon now. So if you want to sign up, that's $5 per month to get uh, you know my forecast each week and early access to the guest interviews. And if you want to do an $8 a month, you get all that. Uh, plus the uh, plus the show notes and the ability to ask Mel, which is a new feature in my forecast. So um, now I will be back the following week with Joe Gleason, who's going to be chatting with me on Aquarius season. And then I'll have the delightful Christopher Renstrom to follow after that. So stay tuned. But for now, you know, next week's going to be a little bare. But you can find me at Patreon, which, uh, you know, would help support my mission as well. So hope to see you there. Um, oh, patreon.com backslash energetic principles. 
Principles, or you can find everything at energeticprinciples.com. All right, my friends. Well, I'm wishing you a wonderful lunar eclipse. I hope this this was probably longer than I wanted it to be, but there really is a lot to say, and I just wanted to kind of get that out. So, you know, the best of luck to you as you ride the wave of this eclipse. Um, I wish you all the luck. So thank you so much for listening, and as always, may the stars be with you.